from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking. When we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I first met Tan France behind the scenes. I think I was on a TV show. He was a guest on another show. And I literally just turned around. I had watched him on TV for years. And I just turned around to this beautiful man with his beautiful hair, introduced myself and asked for photos. And he could not have been any nicer. And for some reason, there's been some weird connection between us. But we don't get to talk a lot. But I'm really excited that he said yes to be on this podcast because I have so many questions. He's so interesting and such a wonderful man. So here's my conversation with Tan France. Hello, dear. Oh my God, you're such a beautiful man. That is very kind of you. I don't know if I can accept that compliment, but I appreciate it very much. (laughs) And is this your bedroom I'm seeing? This is my bedroom in my uh, Salt Lake house, yeah. First of all, let's just start. Why are you in Salt Lake? Why? Why? Um, you know, for so many reasons. Have you ever, first off, have you ever been to Salt Lake? 
Um, I don't think so. I've gone, I've followed my husband skiing in Utah, but that's not, where is that? The big, so is it, that was probably Park City, which is about 25 minutes. Oh yeah, I've, yeah. I've been to Park City. So um, Utah, in my opinion, is the most beautiful landscape. And uh -huh. I visited here 17 years ago. I was in, um, I was in New York living for a short time. My housemate was from Utah, asked me if I wanted to come here. I'd never heard of it, quite frankly. Utah or Salt Lake is definitely not one of the places that people get excited about in England. And so I'd never heard about it. And so uh, right. I was open to experiencing something new. So I came here, fell in love with the place and I just kept returning and then finally I moved here. Wow. That's, it's just, it's, it, you know, I just figured you'd be in the Hollywood Hills yeah, or something. That is, that is where I am part-time. That is where I am part-time. But I, I, every time I have time off, I honestly, Bobby, all I want to do is come home to Salt Lake. My favorite yeah. place on earth. Right. People could not be kinder. And I don't know how deep you want to go, but I'm just going to give you the real, real. Uh, you have a brown uh, daughter-in-law, daughter-in-law, South Asian daughter. I do, and now I have a brown granddaughter who she's a Jindian. She's oh my a Jewish gosh! Indian. She's a Jindian. Yeah, one week, one week ago. Oh my gosh! Congratulations! That's amazing. Yeah, thanks. That's amazing. And yeah. um, I've got a half um, a South Asian, a half white son, also or child, also. Um, anyway, so I, uh, I, I, when I got here, there was something about being South Asian in Utah compared to England. In England, South Asians were treated like second-class citizens and probably still are. Mm. No, actually still are. Um, yeah. And we were kind of the undateable. So you wouldn't really take us home to see your family. And, huh. so, um, and so then I came to Utah and weirdly, the first night I was here, I was asked out twice. And I thought, wow, I'm desirable here. They don't know where I'm from and therefore they don't know what to apply to me. And so they don't know how to be racist. And they just wow. see me as being exotic. And so, yeah, that's, there's, so much, there's so many reasons why I love Utah, but that's one of them is I was treated as an equal here, which was really beautiful. Well, and it's, and, you know, being a, a gay British Pakistanian in Utah, you would think you would just be like, stand out and people say, who are you? Yes. I Have mean, you ever seen anyone else like you? Uh, very few. No, no South Asian gay men. There probably are, but I've heard that one. Um, and very few brown gay men, mostly white. However, when I huh. moved here, or when I first started coming here 17 years ago, there was no diversity. It definitely has gotten better over the last um, couple mm -hmm. of decades. Um, but with the gay community, the, uh, I think this is the case in general. I don't think I would have uh, done well 20 years ago, 17 years ago, it was definitely on the gay websites. It was no Asians, no whatever, no one or whatever. And I was definitely one of those no thank yous. And so, yeah, it, it, it was it was interesting dating here. Really interesting. Being here. Wow. Wow. And and your son, I mean, I've not seen what he looks like because you always put those like like those faces on. I'm going to show you only oh. not for camera. Oh, oh. Oh my God, he looks so beautiful. He looks like uh, you. That's very kind. I, I see everybody else thinks he looks like me. I don't see it myself, but I do think he's yeah. beautiful. Like, absolutely beautiful. He, he is beautiful, but he looks, he's a brown boy. Yeah. He looks like you. He definitely looks yeah. more brown than he does white. I thought, you know, you never yeah. know with a mixed race child, 
what color yeah. going to be? Um, I assumed he would right. look quite white or just Mediterranean. He definitely looks Asian. Oh. Wow. Oh, wow. So how, how has fatherhood changed you? You know, I, you know this is going to sound strange considering the ceremony, but anyone uh, who's listening who has ever seen Queer Eye, they will know. Up to a year and a half ago, I only ever cried twice. We, there were five seasons out, technically six. We did a special season in Japan. So technically six seasons. I only ever cried twice and I got it together real quick. I am very typically British, which means... I don't emote much. And then it wasn't even when we had my son, when we were just expecting my son, I became such an emotional person. I will cry at the drop of a hat. If something emotional has happened, especially if it comes to children, I am just a mess. And so it's become a much more empathetic, compassionate, emotional person. Um, and it has dictated how I live my life. I'm a lot more cautious. Um, I say no to a lot more than I ever did before, so I could be at home a little more often. So yeah, it's, it's, it has really changed me in so many ways. Well, it's funny that you say that you say no to a lot because you say yes to a lot too. You're doing so many amazing things yeah. and your career has like, you know, has just like exploded. I'll, I'll never forget when I ran into you in the UK, you were doing the show with my brain and what's her name, the beautiful girl? Uh, was it Nadia? Your co-host. Oh, um, Alexa Chung. Alexa Chung. Alexa Chung. Yes, yes. So that was, now what show was that? That was a show called Next in Fashion. Right. Okay. So, but your first show was Queer Eye. Was that? show was Queer Eye. Is that what put you on the map? Yeah. So uh, I had never auditioned for anything. I was, uh, I had no interest in entertainment. I got, uh, so I, I had my own businesses. I was thankfully quite successful at that. And I retired. Um, at a quite young age, I was 32, and uh, somebody at Netflix found out through, well, somebody who was looking to cast for this show at Netflix found out and said, well, you must be free and available then. Um, and so they did all they could to, to make me audition for this show. Um, and so I never planned on being an entertainer. That was not what I thought was going to be my life. Um, and I had an audition over, Zoom, uh, over what was uh, Skype at the time. And it went incredibly well. I thought, okay, that's it. That was my taste of what it must be like to audition for something. Um, and I never thought in a million years that I would then go out for a physical chemistry test, which was an audition. And then I got the job. So within three weeks, I had gone from living a very regular life um, to being an entertainer. <laughs> wow. But, but fashion has been your life. Like that's what you did before. And is that what you studied in college and university? Yes. Yeah, I studied uh, in college and I was very excited to be a designer. It was, it was what I thought was going to be the rest of my life. Um, I come from a really strict Asian family, which means that you are a doctor or a lawyer. They're mm -hmm. usually the only two options. Uh -huh. and, I knew that that was definitely not for me. I was not, I was academic, well, naturally academic. I always did well in school, but I didn't care to try because I just didn't enjoy academia because I always knew what I wanted. From such a young age, probably I was that kid who, I think some people are just destined to be who they become. 
And as a kid, I even from the age of seven or eight, I remember so distinctly wanting to choose what my mom wore, wanting to choose what my sisters wore. And they had saris in the house. And I would use those saris on them to create something that wasn't a sari, like create a skirt and a top. Just, I wanted, I wanted to make them feel beautiful. My family is very Muslim, which means uh, we usually wear modest clothing, especially around others. Um, they would wear clothes that would cover their more fashionable clothes than me. And so I really wanted them to feel beautiful always. And uh, so as I got older, I learned how to sew at my, my granddad's factory. I became a very, very, very proficient sewer. Um, and so by the time I hit college age, I actually could create something very skillfully as if it was going to be sold in a retail store. And so my passion for wanting to just make my mom feel beautiful and my sister feel beautiful, I never realized was going to turn into what I now do. And I always thought if I do that, it was just going to be as a designer, I will create a brand, I will design clothes for, uh, for somebody and hope that my audience will like it. I never realized that it would, I right. would do it for millions. And how supportive was your very strict family when they found out your choices and your, and your lifestyle? Um, not super supportive, not surprisingly. I think everyone just thought it was a joke and a phase. Like, oh, ha ha, yeah, you'll do it for a year at college and you'll realize you're not gonna make any money. And that was always, the dig like you're gonna be broke they saw it as a starving artist basically yes you may be really passionate about it but will it pay for a family and back in the day uh, i wasn't out and so my family just assumed i would have a wife and children and how could i possibly support them when i'm an artist and so i think for the majority of my uh early 20s late teens early 20s it was convincing my family that I can, I will find a way to make money from this. It can, I can build a living out of this. And so I will never forget the conversation I had with my mom. So my, my dad passed away when I was uh, 13. And my mom was the one who was trying to make sure that her final child, I'm the youngest, really lived up to what my father wanted. Um, and so she was so incredibly disappointed when I told her that I wanted to make clothes for a living or design clothes for a living. And I, I, I was a, an interesting 16, 17 year old. I told my mom very confidently, I said, look, I know that your other uh, children, my siblings who I love very much are academic and have good jobs, like conservatively good jobs. Um, uh, 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 but I promise you, if you give me the freedom to do this, I swear I will work so hard that I will become your most successful mm. child. And I won't, I won't squander this opportunity. I won't behave like an idiot. I will work to create something incredible so that I'm not the punchline for mm. you at Family Affairs. Because we are, we're a really tight-knit community, the Asian community. I've got over 100 family wow. members within a couple of mile radius um, it, to my mom. And so I know how important it is to not feel shame and to make sure that you don't embarrass a community. And so... My point to my mom was always just, I've always been reliable as your son. I was always a good boy. I will be a good boy. I will be responsible. Just give me the freedom to do, do it my way. And I promise I, I will make you proud. Um, and so it took a few years, but finally she could see that I wasn't just selling printed t-shirts out the back of my car. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she could finally do it. When I purchased my first home, I think she finally realized, oh, 
you're not just doing something that I consider a joke, you're doing something that actually is respectable. And how was she when she, you told her that you, you were gay? You know, actually weirdly, okay. The first few minutes were very shocking to her. So I came out to my sister and my brother before I came out to my mom. Um, so they helped me get through this. Um, and so I told her, actually she found out, she found a picture that she was not meant to find of me kissing my boyfriend. Um, and so uh, under my bed, uh, under my bed at her house, I'd long since moved out of her home, but I had a bunch of photo albums under my bed that were all locked. And she decided to break them open because she just wanted to see what her Asian kids are up to. And that's what Asian parents do. There's no such thing as privacy. You can have whatever you want, uh, that's your child. And so she broke in and she saw just one picture was so innocent was giving my boyfriend a peck on the lips. Um, and she was mortified and she spoke to my brother and sister saying, that's it, he can't ever come home, we are done. Um, he, can't, he can't be a part of the family. So I called her um, and I said, I heard what you saw and I heard what you said um, and that's fine. However, you are about to lose the, <laughs> so douchey. You're about to lose the best member of your family. Aww. Like I'm the glue that holds your family together. Aww. Every time there's a fight, I'm the one who steps in. I don't let your, your children fight. I don't let you fight with your siblings. And I've always been a grandma. Like I've, <sighs> ever since I was a teen, I've always been incredibly mature at that age for such a young person. If there was a fight in the family, I would always go and mediate and make sure that there was no drama between them, between family. But why do you um, say especially grandma? Why do you say grandma, not grandpa? Oh, because, oh, in, in my culture is always the grandma that solves the oh. drama between their family, always. Okay. Uh, the grandpas okay. just kind of stay out of it and pretend it's not, it doesn't right. exist. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, I was, I was always that person. And so I said, look, mom, you're about to lose. In my opinion, the best member of the family who will make sure that you still have a family in 50 years. Mm -hmm. If you want to let that go, fine. But uh, I just want you to understand you will, you will actually lose me if you, if you decide to do this. And she was like, okay, you're, you're right. I don't want to lose you. You will always be my son. And I said, other than that, other than me being gay, I've never ever done anything that should make you feel negatively towards me. I've been a good son. I've taken care of you at every turn. I've taken care of you, even though at times others didn't. Do you really want me, like of all your kids to leave? Um, and so we had a really honest conversation, probably the first mm. truly honest conversation we've ever had, saying, what do you want for your life, mom? And aren't I a part of that? Haven't I done everything you've asked for? Even though, yes, I didn't have the career that you expected. Yes, I moved to America, which is not what an Asian mom ever wants is for their son to move away or the child to move away. Other than that, I've, I've been a good son to you. Do you really want to disown me? Um, and she was really good about mm. it. She was like, no, I was shocked and upset. Of course, I could mm. never live my life without you. The youngest. Um, it was beautiful, it was yeah. beautiful. And so. Since then, thank, I mean, it was literally an hour of weirdness mm. and we went right back to oh, oh, gosh. And she must be so thrilled to be a grandma to your son. She's obsessed. Yeah. Um, so I brought my family out from England, all 19 oh my of my God. immediate family members, uh, to uh, our LA place. Not, none of them had ever been to America. Um, so this was their first time in the United States. Um, and they all stayed for 12 days. Um, and it was a lot. 
but it's very Asian right. to yeah. have that under one roof. Um, so it wasn't bizarre to us. Um, and so mm -hmm. they all got to spend time with my son at that point. He was just over six months old. Um, sorry, just under six months old. Um, and they, they had the most amazing time with him. It was mm. weird having a child, them not being with him regularly. Because ordinarily when one of us has a kid, our families are in and out of our homes mm. multiple times a day. It's, we all used to live so close to each other. So I was the only one of the extended family who's ever had a child and you haven't met that child for months. And so they made up for last time. Yeah, my mom loves him. Oh, yeah. It must be hard that she's so far away, but it's you probably do these FaceTimes with her, right? A lot, yeah. I mean, she does drive me insane the last couple of weeks. My mom has an, a wildly active social life, which drives me nuts. Um, she hangs out with, she's got two older sisters and she's always out of the house. I've become her parent. Aww. The amount of times I've had to say, you need to be in at a certain time. Don't be out all day. Aww. Why are you at the wall again? Um, and so finally I headed out with her a few days ago saying, I've tried to call you three times this week and you've not answered my call once. Like, I just need you to answer and Aww. be there for my son. <laughs> it took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. 
Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. So I want to just dive a little bit into your career because that's a white how people know you. And, you know, I know you thought yeah. you were going to retire at one point. I saw that on the notes, but clear, clearly yeah. that didn't happen. So Queer Eye Now is in their fifth season. Is that? No, actually. So now we are we just wrapped our seventh oh season, but we've technically got eight. Wow. So there's a mini season. On, uh, on Netflix, which is in Japan. So technically we shot it. Okay, wow, that's incredible. So you're, you're right now you're done with this because didn't you just sign on to a new show in, that's going to be filmed out of the UK? I did. So actually I have not done with Queer Eye. Queer Eye is still yeah. definitely a thing. Um, and also this is a total brag, Bobby, but I'm going to yeah. do it. We made history at the Emmys three weeks ago. We have won more, uh, more uh, awards at the Emmys for unscripted than any show in history and consecutively. Wow. So we, we wow. are now a history wow. show. Um, yes. Wow. Yeah, which is wonderful. So yes, we're not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, and then I and then I have another show which you've seen uh, with Alexa Jung or you mm. know of with Alexa Jung. But I just finished season two of that in the spring and my co-host is now Gigi Hadid, who I love very much, uh. one of my closest friends. Um, so that was magical. And then, um, and then uh, very soon I leave for the UK to shoot uh, Say Yes to the Dress. Um, so Say Yes to the Dress. It's been, can I tell you a bit about yes, it? Yes, please. Please, please. So they asked if I would join and I was very particular about, I'm very particular about what I will say yes to on TV in particular. I want to cultivate a certain kind of brand. Um, and I, I'm still one of the very few South Asians in entertainment and definitely one of the very, very few queer South Asians and queer South Asian Muslims. Mm. And so I feel a real responsibility to make sure that I'm not just making white TV. Um, and I make sure, and I, I keep that at the forefront of my mind every time I decide whether I want to do a show or not. Thankfully, I'm in a very privileged position where we get offered a fair amount and the majority of the stuff I say no to. Um, and this one, excited me because they said, what would you do if you if you were to bring back Say Yes to the Dress? And I've always thought Say Yes was wonderful. It's been going on for years. It's a really, really successful show for TLC and now Discovery Plus. Um, it's one of the biggest shows that they've ever done, but they haven't shot it for a few years. Um, and so my concern or my request was this. You, when you book me or you hire me for something, there's a reason why you're booking me. If you were to hire anybody else, they will do it their way. With me, I'm very particular about how I shoot. I'm very particular about what I want to put out there in the world. And I know that it sounds so arrogant after four, five years, I've only been in this five years, but I've hit a point, point in my life where I get to dictate, this is what I will do and this is what I won't do. And so with this, it's a case of, I won't just dress white women in white wedding dresses. That's not my brand at all. Um, you can hire anyone out of the UK who's Caucasian and would possibly be fine with that, that they're, they're representing their people. I don't want that. 
if I do this, I want it to be incredibly diverse. I want to not do it out of a bridal store. I want to do it out of a place where we can decide if we've got an Indian bride, we have Indian dresses. If we've got Thai bride, we've got Thai dresses. Mm. If we've got a Nigerian bride, we've got Nigerian dresses. Mm. I want to, I've I, I watched um, Say Yes to the Dress and thought, this is a beautiful show. But I'm sure if my sister were watching, she'd be thinking, yeah, it's lovely that all these white women are dressing in these white dresses, but I, I want the fantasy right. too. Um, and so I, I think I'm one of the very few people who gets to demand that when you mm -hmm. offer me a show, saying, yeah, I'll do it on these conditions. Wow. And so I'm really excited about it. I'm really, really excited to make my version of Say Yes. Oh, that's so cool. Well, as, as someone who has um, gotten to wear Indian dresses to my daughter-in-law's wedding and yeah. and her baby shower like i just i love all the different cultures i just Gorgeous. it's so much yeah. fun to be part of it yeah. so yeah. yeah and with a show like that i mean again it's, it, it did so well it was on for so many years it did so many episodes but i just think after a certain while i've been thinking okay it's another white dress mm -hmm. like, yeah. give me something and when you travel to do this does your husband and son come with you yeah, we just got back from New Orleans where we shot our last season of Queer Eye and we all traveled as a family. We were there for three mm. months. Um, and then we all go to the UK ah. uh, together. So if I do more than a week or two maximum, then the family travels with me. And I noticed your husband took your last name. Is that, or does, is that correct? Actually, we both took each other's. So my husband is Rob Safter France and I'm Tan Safter Ah, France. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. no, I like that because you don't usually see that. With, yeah, yeah. It, it, I, in my opinion, it made it seem like one of us was more important than yeah. the other, and we didn't want to feel like equals in the relationship. And with it being a gay marriage, we get to create our own yeah. rules. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, I love having a double bar also. Oh. And so, what else haven't you done that you want to do besides your men's grooming line? That I'm still, yeah. you know, I'm ready for you when you decide you're coming out with the men's grooming <laughs> line. I mean, come on, you don't have to do anything except hold a jar, and everyone would buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready, Bobby. Believe me, I'm ready. I've been talking about doing it for a long time. We just never found. Uh, so you and I started talking about years. You mentioned it yeah. years ago, probably two years yeah. ago. And we never found that we were going to do it at one point, and it just didn't feel yeah. like the right thing right. for me um, at the time. Hopefully, one day soon. Uh, we'll find the right way to yeah. do it. I have my own brand of outerwear, which I love oh, so yes. much. Oh, yes. Tell me about that, because I, I remember when it launched. There's so many beautiful pieces. Yes. Thank you. So it's seasonal. We only do it, um, or we only really push it um, between uh, November and uh, February. Ah. It's just two drops we do each year now. So yes, last year was our first year. Uh, this year, we've got drop three and four. I think it's gorgeous mm -hmm. this year. So as you will, uh, the whole time is inspired by being British and being American and being South mm -hmm. Asian. And so the the coats themselves are very tailored, which ties into being British. Um, and we add embroidery, which is very, very typically Asian. This year we're adding, do you know what kutch fabric is by any chance, Bobby? It, have you ever seen that, that fabric with little mirrors on? Oh. They're usually little yeah. mirrors and embroidered around it. That's called kutch fabric. It's, it's South right. Asian, very typically. Sure. And at that wedding, I'm positive you saw a bunch of it, but probably hadn't yeah. noticed. Um, but it's very traditional for us. Um, and so I'm finding ways to add that mm. to my brand yeah. um, also. So people feel like they're getting a version of outerwear that is uh -huh. quite unique. Um, I work with my husband on creating the embroidery. So he will create the artwork mm -hmm. that will then be embroidered onto oh. the coats. Um, so it's called Was Him. My middle name is 
Vasim, but it's spelled W-A-S-H-I-M. Mm. And so we just broke up my middle name and called it Wasim. Oh. Um, but it's gender neutral. It's for men and women. We have men and women modeling the brand. I think it's gorgeous. I'm really, I'm really proud of it. And it's the only way I'm oh. willing to design these days. Yeah. Because it's your way. Having planned this a lot. And I've got four shows that I work on. So it keeps me busy all year. And the last thing I can handle is a full brand um, or running a full brand. Right. Right. No, I understand that. And think about sizes because I am a, a five foot tall petite woman who it's really hard to find clothes, you know, that fit me. And I have friends that are large size women and they have trouble. Yeah. So, you know, people yeah. don't think about body shape. Yeah. With our brand, um, okay, we don't have a petite range, I will be honest. Um, however, we, when it comes to the, the actual sizing and the, brand, the people that we have model, models, um, well, the people that we have model is relatively diverse, um, uh, uh, which I was really proud of. The, the amount of ethnicities represented and body shapes is something we will continue to do always. Okay, well that... I used, yeah. to, own, I used to own brands and one of them was a swimwear brand. And we never, I don't remember ever using anyone under a size 10. Mm -hmm. Really? Um, okay. They're the, not the ones who are, then I, I mean, that, they're supermodels. The ones who are teeny teeny, they're not buying the product, the designers gifting mm -hmm. it to them. We would, we were designing for mm -hmm. real women. And tell me about the shirt you're wearing. Cause I, you know, you have a very cool style and I've never seen. Oh, like thanks. Uh, so this is a brand that no longer exists from the UK. I love a nautical stripe. It's a classic. Right. I will always so describe love it stripe. since we are on a podcast. Describe it. Oh, you're not also showing this. Sorry, <laughs> I'm wearing a nautical stripe tee. It's navy and blue. Uh, it's got a beautiful um, vintage rose patch uh, from a brand that used to exist called Kenton Cohen, which was a heritage mm. British brand. Yeah, because I love classic things that have a twist. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, it's, me too. Yeah. yeah, me too. And what I, I will say. It got more difficult for me because of the job that I hold. I can't do classic as much. People expect you to push more. Yeah. I, I think if I was dressed classic all the time and I was guilty of this at the start, I really wanted to continue how I dress, continue on with how I dress, which was very classic. But the amount of people who said, oh, he plays it safe all the time. How is he the style guy? So you feel pressure to up the mm -hmm. ante. What, what's your favorite men's sock? Socks? Yeah, I mean, people don't, I mean, I'm someone that believes you should have really good underwear and really good socks. So, you know, I'm I the love mother really of three good underwear. Boys. Yeah, so what, are, what socks? Okay, I love, I hate to say this because it's a celebrity brand, but I think it's called Arthur, Arthur George, George. Yeah, it is. It's Arthur George. Rob um, Kardashian's mm. sock brand is actually very good. Really? Very good. And then I, if it's not that, I really love a J. Crew sock uh -huh. always. Always. Um, and then when it comes to underwear, I'm very particular for men. Uh -huh. There's a brand called CDLP. I'm not affiliated with them in any way, but they're a European brand. I think they're from Scandinavia somewhere. In my opinion, CDLP has the best quality underwear I've ever, ever had. Boxers or briefs? Both. Both and Both. pajamas and robes. They just all feel ah. gorgeous. I don't know what they're doing, how they're doing it, but it's beautiful. Did you write that down? What's the name of it? Because I want to order the pajamas. C-D-L-P. C-D-L-P. Okay, I love them. I However, my, my, that is very specific for underwear. I mean, I do love their pajamas too. My favorite pajama place yeah. 
Bobby is called Sleepy Jones. Sleepy Jones, yes, I have a pair. They're very comfortable. I yeah. love their yeah. pajamas so much. Yeah, and I and I wear the Brooks Brothers men's pajamas. They're like the best. Oh yeah, they almost look like your sheets. And uh, oh yeah. yeah, those are really good. So what are what are some of your other brands? Like what, what do you have a, a jean brand that you love? I really like a a brand called Closed, mm -hmm. yeah. which I think is European. Yeah. Um, they're great. Um, and then t-shirts. There's a brand called Everlane out of Everlane, think, San yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, their quality of t-shirts is great um, and I love what they stand for um, so yeah that's a brand I love very much and then when it comes to what's the t-shirt yeah that I wear the one from the UK I, I discovered a UK t-shirt that I'm in love with is it called Arquette no Sun what is it called Sunspell it's a very old brand do you know Sunspell the best cotton no. t-shirts I now buy them in bulk they're amazing. It's wow. a, it's a, okay, yeah. then I'm going to give you one more to try. Sure. If you like Sunspell, I don't know Sunspell, but I'm going to give you a counter. Yeah. Um, there's a brand from the UK called Arquette. It's spelled like market, but without the M. Arquette. Okay, Arquette. Tell me a little bit about your health and wellness because you look incredibly healthy. Do you have a certain way that you eat? Oh, gosh, Bobby, I wish I could say, I know what you know, I was about to lie and say, I wish I, I could do better. Um, I could, everyone could do better. However, I, here's my, here's my balance. I eat well Monday to Friday, mostly. I don't have much fried food every now and then I'll have fries, but I will have just a few. Um, but mostly between Monday and Friday, I eat pretty darn well. Nothing really fried, uh, nothing really processed. Um, and I cook a lot for myself. On the weekend, and I, I think this is why my balance works and has been sustainable. On the weekends, I will enjoy what I want to enjoy. I don't go crazy, crazy, but I will, if I want something like pizza, I'll have pizza. If I, whatever I want, I will mostly have. Um, my only major weakness, I don't have any vices. I don't drink alcohol. I don't smoke. I don't, I don't do much uh, that could hurt my body. However, um, I've got a terrible sweet tooth shocking mm. like shockingly bad sweet tooth um and so if my metabolism metabolism wasn't so intensely high i probably would uh not be the way i am now um because it doesn't my the, my physical appearance doesn't show you how badly i eat sweets oh uh, wow and you don't drink cocktails at all no i <laughs> Every now and then, like many years ago, I would have a glass of champagne uh, if I was off one at a party. But it's been many, 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 at least 15 mm. years. Um, my husband doesn't drink either. Um, so it's much easier to not drink when your partner doesn't drink. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have many actual vices other than actual sugar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And I do work out. To be fair, I do work out a lot. I really like to keep in shape. And it's for my husband. Yeah really is and if he feels the same way about me we work out regularly and it's not because i want to look a certain well i don't want to look like an adonis i don't ever expect to look like a muscle man i just want to stay fit and healthy and active because we're very keen hikers um we love to boulder like we're, we're we have we live a very active lifestyle here in utah and so i just want to be able to keep up for as long mm -hmm. as i can and I want my husband to look at me and think. Oh, yeah, and yeah, and you want to feel good in your body too.
I mean, it's, it's definitely. Yeah. So I have another Utah yeah. question just because I read it on, on the, on the notes that you are the first person to design clothes for Mormons. Is that? No. Okay. No. Would you explain no, no, no. that? I, like, I will, I will okay. explain this. There's, there's, I, I, I think somebody else, I think that that information is okay. somewhere, but it's slightly inaccurate. Okay. So I did design clothing for Mormon women. They were my first three brands. Okay. However, I think, oh, not I think, I am. I was the first non-Mormon to make clothing for Mormon women. Uh, so I started out in Utah uh, working for a company about 12, 13 years ago. And when I worked with this company, it was a modest clothing company. Um, and I didn't know what that was before I started working there. Um, but in Utah, there weren't clothing brands, but I, was, I wanted to live here and be with my husband. So the only job I could find was working for this company. So I was the sales director of the company. Um, and I, I, I loved what they stood for. I loved what they did, um, but I didn't know of it beforehand. However, I worked in fashion for a while. I understood many facets of the business, but I didn't know how to start a new business, a small business and build it from the ground up. And that's what they had achieved here. And they were selling the company, this wonderful woman who was the owner, she was selling the company to a much, much larger American business called Jimbery. Um, and so that business was no longer. And so I asked, I was like, do you mind if I create my own version of a modest clothing company? I respect what you guys have done, but I really want to create a modest clothing brand where nobody would know it's modest clothing because this is absolutely going to denigrate the work she did and I'm not trying to be mean. <laughs> However, her brand and the, her competitor's brand, they just looked very homely. Like the clothes looked like almost as if somebody were living in Amish land. Like it was very clear when those people walked down the street they're, they're wearing modest clothes. And I just thought, yes, I understand what you need to cover, but why can't it be beautiful like why can't it just look stylish and so I set out to create a modest brand for Mormon women uh, that looked good enough to be worn around London and nobody would ever know hmm. that they were trying to cover their bodies and so we did and so I think that's why we saw such great success don't get me wrong the first two years were hellacious absolutely hellacious I started the business with my own money I started with next to no money whatsoever well, then after a couple of years, the business started to do really well. Uh, and I, I think it's because we were finally offering something that just wasn't there for anybody else, that anybody else was doing. It was just nice clothes that just so happened mm. to cover parts of the body. And we had such a massive Jewish customer mm. base who assumed we were a Jewish company. We had a massive Muslim customer base that assumed we were a Muslim company. All these people that had been neglected by the fashion right. industry finally felt like, and, and the strange thing was, so I, I did what we call wholesale for anyone listening who doesn't know what wholesale is. It's where we design the product, we put their, the company's label in that product and they sell yeah. it as their own. Um, and we did it for the likes of Modcloth, uh, which was a massive retailer, or online retailer at the time. Um, we did a Nordstrom project uh, and none of these people knew that we were catering to religious people. They just mm. saw it as nice clothing and so once we started doing wholesale we had all these businesses in new york and wherever who were a jewish mom and pop shop uh i don't know a, a, an indian mom and pop shop a hindu whatever 
none of them realized that we weren't catering to them. We were catering to wow. the modest audience, but they didn't they just covered yeah. the, what they needed to cover. Huh. That's that's really very cool. Yeah, I, I, I just, I couldn't even imagine, but there are so many similarities in all the different cultures that yeah. it, it totally yes. makes sense. And quite honestly, just to, to pull it that slightly more, if we knew that somebody really wanted something from us, let's say, for example, there was a Jewish store that would purchase a lot. If they loved one of the styles we had and they knew that I just needed to raise the neckline slightly so I'd cover the collarbone, we did it. Mm-hmm. If they were ordering enough, we did it. And so I think that's what made us successful. We're like, what do you need? What does your girl need to feel beautiful and we'll get there? Hmm. No. For, um, you know, first of all, you're the most upbeat, positive person. And before I ask you the okay. last, before I ask you the last question, are you ever in a bad mood? Yes, so often. Really? Yes. Oh. So often. Oh. Yeah, I am. Uh, I, but you, one would probably know that. Yeah. My version of bad mood is usually not anyone's version right. of a bad mood. Okay. I just go a little quieter than usual. But I'm, you know, um, uh, anyone who's listening will know uh, who this is. My uh, my castmates, Anthony and Jonathan, I would watch their interviews. We all did separate interviews, uh, or we all continue to do separate interviews for different publications. And inevitably, the interviewer always asks about the other co-hosts on the show. And the one thing I heard them say a thousand times over is, what you see with Tan is not an act. He's weirdly the peppiest yeah. person you'll ever meet. First thing in the morning, I just, yeah. I don't know what, it, I'm so grateful yeah. for, for life in oh. general. I just feel like the luckiest boy in the world. And I just think, what am I going to moan about? Yeah, uh, no, it's it's very evident. You're one of those people that brings the energy into the room instead of sucks it out. So, um, I try. but so the last, the last question that I ask everyone, since this podcast is called The Important Things, because I don't know, I couldn't think of anything else, but it's called The Important Things. If you could tell people listening one thing that they're going to remember out of your mouth that's going to help them change their life, what would it be? Go into everything with intention. When you are, and I've mentioned something of the sort on the show, but it's usually about clothes, but it's not just about clothes. What you put on your body, the way you treat a person, uh, the way you are with your family, the way you are with your friends, the way you are at work, really does dictate how you're perceived and how you will live out the rest of your life, whether you're in my world or a regular corporate world or your family, go into it with the intention of just trying to be good and do good and that will serve you well. There's never a time in your life where you would have come across some major adversity and you had to be the bigger person and you be good, and be kind, and you will regret it. Yes, you may think, gosh, I wish I had stood up for myself and I wish I had told this person, yeah, you, you can't treat me that way. However, long term, you look back thinking, I'm really glad I chose to be good. I'm really glad I chose to be kind. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, choose being decent at every turn in every situation. I, I love this. And I hope that we cut that up and post that all over because that is like incredible advice. So thank, thank you, you so much. much. Thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you for showing me your son, your bedroom, your teacher, revealing your underwear, everything. So thank you. Yeah. Bobby, I'm just going to say this. You're an oh. angel. I've been following you for a while. You are actually, I don't know if you realize, it's very inspirational. You always seem bloody peppy and positive on your Insta. You are a very inspirational lady. Well, thank you. And when you're ready for the beauty talk, I'm telling you, I I know exactly what you should should do and how you should do it. So call me anytime. Okay, I love that. 
I'm actually going to figure something out with yeah. you. I love that okay. very much. Mm, big kiss. Okay, well, take care. Thanks for listening. Follow us on social at the important things podcast on Instagram and just Bobby Brown on TikTok. See you guys next time. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.